Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Oh, I don't even remember how I start these shows. Hello, friends. We're back <laughs> again. It's Spiteful.com. It's March 9th, 2023. It is at Joel Pearl, and it's time for your Impact Wrestling Post Show. Yes, our pal Cressa Star, unfortunately, is under the weather, so she's not going to be joining us tonight. However, we wish her well. Hopefully, she'll be back. But I bring in a ringer, and I always bring the best, so I reach out to our friends at True Heel Heat, and I'm like, hey, who you got? And they're like, you got to bring in Chris because he rules and he does the impact watch alongs blunt impact over at true heel heat. Chris, how the hell are you, man? I'm great. I'm great. Surviving and thriving, getting through some impact wrestling like always and an interesting show to say the least. Yeah, there was a lot going on tonight. A lot of talky talk, a lot of really, really solid matches too. So I'm excited to break that open and talk all about it. Uh, we're going to do that. We're going to talk about a little FIFA Select because that's what we do. We'll talk a little BTI. I don't know if you know, Chris, do you watch the BTI when it's on TV? I, I do not. I'm, I'm able to catch it, but I just, it's hard. It's hard. We, we try to back in a lot in a, in a small time frame, but I try to catch it whenever it's a special match. Usually uh, the last time I seen it was like, uh, was it the, the Iron Man match? Yeah. Like a six minute banger with Mike Bailey, one of these guys, um, yeah, that was the last time. That was months ago. So uh, I try to catch BTI, but it's hard. It happens. I get it. I realize that BTI does a lot of good setting up for what's going on later on in the night, which I appreciate. But also there's one thing that we do here, and uh, that's a, a little bit of Iceman intel where we talk about our pal George Iceman because that's the way he speaks. It's something else. Anyway, this week, George Iceman is outside, and he's on assignment, and he's talking about how Eddie Edwards – and PCO is continuing, says there's going to be a fight in the desert and that PCO was spotted walking the highways, headed to the same location in Vegas where he was buried all that time ago. And then they say, no, it's going to happen. But what's PCO doing in the Vegas desert tonight? Buddy, buddy, we would find out about that. We're going to talk <laughs> about that. The match tonight on BTI was Shira and Singh versus Swan and Kazarian. Really all you need to know are two things. One, GM Miller's never been to Canada with Impact. So Tom Hannafin keeps reminding her to get her passport ready. And number two, Swan and, Swan and Kazarian get the victory tonight, which is expected because later on that would play into uh, a little bit of uh, sacrifice planning from Josh Alexander. So we'll get to that later. That's what's important. So we don't need to go too far into it. Let's, let's open up this show with Busted Open Island. Chris, are you familiar with Busted Open Island? I'm not, but I'm starting to learn a little more about it as the weeks go on on Impact Wrestling. <laughs> this is wild. So in AEW, 
Cody Rhodes had Cody Island where it was always him doing something that was Cody off. It was just off to his own thing. It was always just Cody doing his, doing his shtick while we're doing that right now in impact with busted open because bully Tommy Mickey are all working together on busted open radio. And now they're all involved in some sort of busted open Island. And so bully Ray comes out. Are you are you sick of Bully Ray? How are you feeling about Bully Ray and Impact Wrestling, Chris? I was not looking forward to an extended run, to be honest. It's like it's cool just to have Bully like in small doses. He's like he's like cough medicine as a kid, you know, like <laughs> small doses. If you're giving me cough medicine every day, you know, something's not working. So uh, I'm I'm a little I'm growing a little weary of the act, but you know, it is it is what it is. He's he's not totally intolerable at the moment. He's not. And he comes out and he's like, someone like me, three little words. He's like, what do you think Tommy Dreamer meant? And he starts asking David Penzer, Tom Hannafin, Matt Raywell. And then he's, he's like, does it mean that it's one half of the most decorated tag teams in the industry? Two tab impact world champion. And he's like, well, what's a busted open match? Nobody knows. And says, Tommy, Tommy's not going to make it to sacrifice hot coffee burned his fat little retinas is what he says he can't compete and he's throwing out a fake challenge trying to look tough and then he turns around this is at first i was like this is stupid but then he tells a woman in the crowd to stop laughing or i'll take her sister home with him i thought that was that was bully vintage bully vintage bully ray yeah he's gonna take her out and marry her later on in a few few months of impact wrestling anyway if you know you know uh Anyway, they're just like, the, the match is never going to happen because Tommy's too hurt. And then out comes Santino. And now I ask you the same question again. Is Santino doing it for you here in Impact Wrestling? Uh, there's, it, it's weird. There's like some moments where I catch myself saying, why is Santino here? Like he, does, he doesn't fit in his role. And then I catch myself laughing at him at a certain time. Like this is actually working with Deputy Dango as his so-called assistant so I, i'm quite in between it, it all depends on the moment it can't be a serious moment with, with bully and tommy dreamer um but it could be fun like if you include him with a guy like macklin who's too serious you know so it all really depends who you mix him with i fully agree because when he started i was like this could be funny this could be good he doesn't have to be the serious director but the, like this could be a funny little thing but Throwing him into this whole busted open island, which is supposed to be a, a blood feud between two guys who have known each other for, you know, 30 plus years. Uh, not so much fun. And he calls him Bobby Ray. And of course, the crowd gets into it and they're having fun. I like that. That's just hilarious. But like, I'm just like, this is supposed to be a serious, you know, a serious thing. So it, it gets even worse because he says, you know, it's disgusting that bully burned Tommy's balls. Oh, eyeballs. And then the crowd's laughing. He turns it into this weird unserious thing even though it's a blood feud happening uh and then bully's trying to convince the fans that tommy won't be at sacrifice but santino says tommy will be there and the match is happening at sacrifice and thank god it's not happening at rebellion because i'll be at rebellion and the last thing i want to see are those two wrestle and then out comes bupinder kuger love bupinder kuger okay yeah i do i do too he starts doing a little hindi and then santino's like my hindi is rusty but he calls Bully a son of a gun. <laughs> I think you can tell how I'm feeling about this. And then they make mean, a- it's funny. Just the time doesn't call for it. You know, no. so it gets mixed, it's mixed feelings. It was very awkward. And they make the match. It's Gujar versus Bully Ray. Bully Ray's like, I don't want to face him. And Santino's like, TFB. 
It's a good, it's a good match though. I got so so I really enjoyed Gujar and Bully Ray. Peter Gujar over the last little while has gotten an edge to him and i appreciate that i've been watching him on the indies do the same thing and he's 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 starting to really get it he's no longer just that guy who maybe gets a fluke win here and there now there's a little bit more statement behind him now there's a little bit more intensity in his work so he doesn't get the win in fact it's a dq finish he he technically gets the win but it's dq fully low blows him gets the chain and then out comes tommy dreamer he has trouble lifting up bully but then Masha Slamovich comes in, low blows Tommy Dreamer anyway, so what does it matter? And they do, Mickey comes out with a kendo stick because the island is full, and then Bully no-sells it. Mickey tackles Masha. Bully grabs a chain, pulls Mickey off with the chain, which I like that. That was actually really good. And then Tommy, with the chair, chases everyone out. Chris, can we just make this a tag match instead? I mean, I hope that's what they're gearing towards because I, know, I really don't want to see a one-on-one. I mean... It, it'll be one of the slowest-paced matches I've ever seen in my life. and I, I, just, I don't think I can handle it. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't watch Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer in 2023. I thought I would have a problem with Bully Ray and Josh Alexander in 2023, and then they made it a plunder match, and that just made things so much better. It had to be hardcore. It had to be walk and roll, and that's what they did, and that match was a lot of fun and hard to kill can't do this one though i can't there's no way that i can make this make this work for me unless you add maybe pinder gujar or maybe masha and mickey but mickey's got a match of sacrifice anyway so what the hell do you do like how do you make this match better do you let masha be the only woman in there and it's an intergender tag match i don't know if they can i mean knowing impact they would try to make that work but it just i don't know if it would make a lot of sense i don't know it, it, it's hard It's hard to tell at this point. I, I think they're gearing up towards the one-on-one, but the more people you add to the match, <laughs> the better the outcome might be. So, Exactly. It's weird. Get your super chats in. Tell us how you feel about all this going on. Or your Humper Chats, go to HumperChats.com. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. We'll start with our, our pal Kate, who was just here doing the ROH post show with Reg. Uh, a couple of bucks for the people who are much better than me and Reg. She says, "Well, get, look up after yourself, Kate. You, you're you're good at this. We're just we're here to to, to continue the conversation that you started. We appreciate that." Peace I'm just I'm just a good side dish. I'm not, I'm not I'm just an appetizer. You guys are the main entree. We appreciate you. Oh, you're you're, you're my main you're my main dish tonight. <laughs> I know you're there, Cresta. I'm sorry. All right, PCO's in the desert. He's just yelling, Eddie, 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 Eddie. And he's going to come and fight Eddie Edwards. <laughs> Got nothing to say about I'm this. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. We're going to get there. We talked about the, the BTI match with Swan and Kazarian. They got the win, so Swan's backstage, and Josh Alexander comes out and says, hey, Rich Swan, you want to be my tag team partner at Sacrifice? Yes. And then in walks Steve Macklin, who's going to face Josh Alexander at Rebellion, says, you found one partner. Oh, well, why don't you make me the other one? And I swear to God, Steve Macklin has put an air tag on Josh Alexander's impact title. Cause it's the only way that he keeps walking in. Like I, I swear to God, it's the only way he knows. Right. So anyway, Swan's like, this makes no sense. Macklin, you don't need to part, be a part of this whole thing. And Macklin's like, no, I, I do want to be a part of this because I want to make sure that my opponent is healthy and to scout the competition. Josh is like, well, you probably should have been scouting the competition for a while. And it doesn't matter because I've already recruited Frankie Kazarian. That's the other partner. How do you feel about these three as the partners for sacrifice against Time Machine? And uh, more importantly, 
the Steve Macklin story, is this, is it doing it for you on route to rebellion in April? Yeah, because, uh, it's been a pleasure to watch Macklin just kind of destroy people and just kind of like be booked strong and kind of just put on a show. Like he's had good matches. I think he's, you can afford him taking kind of a little step back until we get to the actual build towards rebellion. It doesn't help that impact has like <laughs> they build matches three months, three pay-per-views ahead of time, you know, so you have to keep these guys busy without any physicality. And I think this is a good way to do it. So I'm digging the Macklin storyline so far. Um, I, I like Macklin. I'm an Alexander guy too. So I, I'm just looking forward to that match. Can't overlook what's going on at uh, a sacrifice, but definitely looking forward to the match of rebellion. They're in a really weird situation, not only because of rebellion or because of sacrifice, but because literally a week after sacrifice, you have the New Japan and Impact Multiverse of Matches event. So that's adding another layer of complexity to the matches that they're announcing and putting together insofar that they're doing Kushida versus Josh Alexander. So now while they're trying to build Alexander in this six-man tag, they're trying to build Kushida as well. And we're going to talk about a little bit of that in the Jonathan Gresham match that Kushida had uh, later on tonight. So like it, it is a little confusing, but you know, kudos to them for at least making the most of it and making it work given that the taping schedules are so weird, right? Uh, yeah, well, uh, they they film so many shows at once. It's like in a week span, they got to show, they got to film like five, six episodes, I imagine. So it's like they're putting all this content out and trying to book basically three big shows at once and trying to book all these storylines, kind of intertwine them when keeping them, you know, clean and separate and, They've they've done a good job. I mean, I feel like you know they build towards certain things when they have to, but they keep things in the back of your mind so you remember it for a later time towards a different show. So if you watch Impact consistently, I mean, you you kind of all pull it together without really being too confused. Yeah, we talk about it uh, on this show quite often that one of the best things with Impact is you can read the spoilers, you can read what the match results are but you're completely in the dark with how things get set up and any of the backstage stuff that's filmed or in the case of PCO and Edwards in the desert, like no one had any idea unless someone, you know, blabbed to somebody else that they was filmed, that they filmed it. So it's one thing that I really appreciate about impact is that I can go and watch the matches. Sure. I know who wins, but I don't know what the story is going to be leading in or out of it. And that's pretty good. You know, it's a pretty good way to keep people watching your TV in my opinion. Absolutely. Let's move on. Sammy Callahan taking on Rhino. Uh, Rhino hits a gnarly looking TKO on Callahan at one point, gets a 2.9. Inevitably, Rhino hits the gore, pins Callahan, but there's a distraction that leads to it. Alan Angels trips up. Sammy Callahan grabs his foot. And then as Callahan's looking back to be like, hey, what the hell? Big Con hits Callahan with a chair to the head. That's some payback for what happened after No Surrender. Uh, Rhino gets the win. This was a match that originally it was supposed to be Callahan and Yuya Yumura, but unfortunately, when they taped it, uh, Yuya had gotten hurt. He, uh, and, yeah, there was a concussion. Uh, they just they kept him off the tapings for the rest of the weekend, so they did Callahan and Rhino instead. Match was fine. Really, the story here is the design and Callahan. And then after the break, they show that Diener is showing off that it was step six for Callahan and his uh, his attempt to join the design. How's this story working for you with Callahan and the design? Do you think he's trying to infiltrate or is this a legitimate joining of the design? What do you think of all this? Uh, that's still up in the air for me. 
um, because <laughs> I was utterly confused, like going into this episode, like once he gets hit with the chair by Big Don, the immediate reaction is, oh, that's it. They turned on him. It's done. And then you see what happens during the commercial break. And it's like, all right, it's just another step. It's just another trial for saying <laughs> they're taking, he's, he's obliging, he's going with them. So it's like, it just adds another layer to that story where, I like being kept in the dark. I don't. I don't really want to know the answer until it happens. Is he there for real? Is he? Is he trying to pull a ploy? Sammy's crazy like that. So I wouldn't put it past him. So I'm intrigued. You know what I hate more than anything, Chris? I hate being left in the dark, and that's <laughs> that's why I joined FightfulSelect.com, where for five bucks you are never left in the dark, and you're getting all of your best news in the world of wrestling you want to know a little bit more about saray leaving wwe we got a little bit more we're talking about saray not saraya because there's some people can't pronounce it properly saray leaving wwe and nxt a little bit more on brian cage's aew contract situation what's going on there uh you want to learn more about vince mcmahon's mustache guess what fightfulselect.com five bucks best in the business you get all the vince mustache news Mr. Gomez Adams. Plus, you get the Weekender Podcast with Steven Jensen, Select Style with Scott Edwards. If you're ever looking for your Japanese wrestling fix, he's got you. Uh, by the way, Scott Edwards, no relation to Edward Edwards from Impact Wrestling. You got Sean's Q&A. The Grap City guys do a Q&A as well. Sour Graps with Alex Pulaski and with Kate Elizabeth every Monday and Friday, etc., etc. It's a tons of value. Five bucks a month. FifleSelect.com. How about you go and join us, okay? How about that? Segway season is right. I got you. But I'm also (laughs) Dango and Santino. This is one of those moments where, yes, this works for me. Dango and Santino works for me here. They're talking about Greg messing up the basement and then in walks Trey Miguel. And he's like, I'm trying to cement my legacy. But Santino and Dango are doing nothing for him. He had to come out at no surrender and say that he wasn't booked. And what's Santino going to do for him? Well, Santino says, I have a handpicked opponent for you at sacrifice. And then Trey's like, oh, well, that's not going to do anything for me. Who, who's going to be the handpicked opponent? And he says, well, okay, if that's not good enough, at Multiverse of Matches on March 30th, they're going to do a six-man mega match for the X Division Championship. Rich Swan, Kazarian, Kevin Knight, Rocky Romero, Clark Connors, and Trey Miguel. A lot of these guys are already featured on Impact, but I'm actually looking forward to seeing Clark Connors and more Rocky Romero on what is essentially an Impact New Japan show. Uh, Before we get to the rest of this segment, because it gets hilarious with Swingman and Dice, how are you feeling about this six-man tag? Are you looking for a six-man match, I should say? Are you looking forward to this? Yeah, usually the six-man X Division type matches are always pretty chaotic and action-packed, so I always look forward to these. And then you throw in another... You know, a few Japan guys, always fun. So it's good to mix it up with different promotions. So I'm looking forward to it. Do I think Trey Miguel is going to walk out as champion? Absolutely, but <laughs> it should still be a fun match. Okay, but what if he doesn't? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect 
on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Yeah, I'd have to run through the list and like really see who's, who's the possible guy. But, I, you know, I'm going to put my money on Trey. Yeah, I will too. I think that's all right too. I think it'll be a good match. Uh, and then Swingman and Dice come in and they size up Trey Miguel. I love this. Swingman says, what do you build at? And Trey Miguel says, ask your mom. Oh, I like Ziggy Dice with the measuring tape. That's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. And Swingman's like, I'm looking for a tomato can to beat. And then what about Dango Swayze? And Dango's like, don't make me use the full force of the law. And then Santino reminds him he's not the assistant director of authority. And Dango says, it's not his job. It's a lifestyle. Chris, do you remember when Dango went into an interview and said, I want to be a serious wrestler? No. <laughs> yeah, he did that. <laughs> We're all sitting here waiting on it. Because I'm like, I've never seen this man serious in my life. I love that piece thing, though. He does look like Patrick Swayze. I really look up like, oh, he does look like a young ghost Swayze. Hold on. He does it good. He does it real good. David Brain Heenan with the super chat. Thank you, saying six man match should be great at multiverse. Really curious who the multi or who the mystery opponent is at sacrifice. And that's a good question. I'm racking my brain. Is it someone coming back? Is it a special guest? They'll be in Windsor, Ontario. Who can come in? Someone from Detroit. Like there's a lot of names that have been tossed around. Could it be someone from Trey's past? Could it be someone random? Who knows? I, I, I can't even begin to give you an idea. And of course, Kate's like, it's me. That, that's a problem if it's her. I it's it, There's so many possibilities. The hope is it's somebody new, though, um, on my end, at least. I want to see somebody from a different promotion or maybe somebody debuting in a company. A uh, return is always cool, but I'm, I'm looking back just like, Again, I can't really think of anybody that's hurt or, or is in the process of coming back. So, What if it's Minoru Suzuki? <laughs> I hope he chokes the life out of Trey Miguel. <laughs> Minoru Suzuki is exhibition champ. I'm only saying that because they're doing Suzuki and Kenta at Multiverse of Matches. And they're a week apart. So maybe. I think it would be fun. Yeah, some of the- Maybe it's Kenta. Kenta would be interesting too. I wouldn't hate that. But either way, that's uh one that's one hell of a match. Whatever it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be fun because Trey, Trey's just real good. Let's move on. Uh Jordan Grace and Alex Gracia have a quick one. Alex Gracia looks great. She's selling great for Jordan. There's not much to say here other than Grace hits a tilt-a-roll slam after grabbing her from the middle rope from a torture rack position and then hits the Grace driver and it's all over. Quick match, fast match. Jordan Grace looks good. Gracia looks good. Anything to add on your end? No. Uh, great shape. 
uh, Jordan Grace is in, so just you know, keep this keep the train rolling so she eventually gets back into that title scene. Looking forward to it. Backstage with Moose and Joe Hendry. Speaking of things I'm looking forward to, <laughs> Hendry's holding court with a bunch of wrestlers. They're all chanting, dancing, Moose, dancing, Moose. And they all start cheering as Moose walks in to confront Joe Hendry. Brian Myers hits Joe Hendry from behind. Moose beats him down. They toss him into a locker. They ask if they think it's funny. They lay him out. And then they ask, how's that for dancing? I like this feud. I believe in Joe Hendry. And I believe in his ability to get his ass beat by Moose and Brian Myers. Do you think Brian Myers wins back the digital media championship when they do that match eventually? Hmm. I bet against Joe Hendry too many times. And I don't know why, because I believe in Joe Hendry. It's just Moose is one of my guys and he's letting me down. So now that you add Brian Myers into the mix, uh, Moose is still lingering. Me, Brian Myers gets the title back, and uh, Moose and Joe Henry have that final last match to settle their beef. So I say yes. I say Brian Myers does get his chan- the, the digital media championship back. Damn, you heard it here first. I'll clip it. We'll put it up. We'll save it just for when it happens. Uh, by the way, I, I got to actually shout out Norbert in the chat, mentioning Laredo Kid as a potential opponent for Trey. I like that idea. While we've seen it before, this is – this is good. I would like to see Laredo Kid come back real soon because he's feeling better. That's good news. Speaking of good news, we're backstage with Ace of Bays and Kenta. They're like, after you, champ. No, after you. And then it, I like in the background, Gia Miller's talking to Kevin Knight and Ace and Gia have like a moment because if you know, you know, it's very cute. And then Jane, Shane Haste from TMDK walks up and congratulates Bullet Club and says, very sweet. As he walks away. By the way, Shane Hayes had the promo of the year last week on Impact Wrestling. Josh Swan and Kaz walk into the frame and they're like, hey, there's a match coming up for us, a multiverse. We never teamed before. And Ace is like, well, I'm excited to watch the match at Sacrifice because we beat Time Machine at No Surrender. So it's not that hard to beat them. And then Kaz is like, well, how about you and us in a six man tag, Bullet Club versus Kaz, Josh, and Rich Swan? And they do a whole back and forth. And then Josh is like, you can wear your belts or you can wear your insecurities. That is a line. I like that line. They all look at each other like, shit. <laughs> I feel like that's a line like a 16-year-old teenager could use in high school. Like you could wear your belt or you could wear your insecurities. Well, it's like your favorite belt. emo band's line, and I'm all for it. <laughs> Somewhere like, I don't know, like Blink-182 is like, wear your belt. <laughs> I got one. Tom, I got one. And then it just goes from there. Gresham and Kushida have a banger of a match. I don't need to go hold for hold, and I don't want to because I just think y'all should go out and watch the match, especially if you're into that style of wrestling. Matt Classic, a lot of holds, a lot of chain wrestling. Kushida working over the left hand of Gresham, and Gresham is trying to get that Kimura lock in, and of course you need your hands for that. Finish is basically Gresham tapping out right quick to the hoverboard lock after some really good chain reversal wrestling. And then they shake hands. Code of Honor is adhered to. Both men stare intensely at each other because they had a good intense match. And like I said, Kushida is getting big wins on his way to Multiverse United and facing Josh Alexander for the Impact World title. On the other hand, Chris, what the hell are we doing with Jonathan Gresham? And what is his story here in Impact? What do you think is going on? Well, first of all, I love the match. That was my match tonight. Um, I liked how both men were presented equally. It felt like a very 50-50 match. Uh, I said it should have been a pure match. It would have been cool. 
forgot we're not in Ring of Honor. <laughs> uh, but I was a little perplexed by the finish because I didn't. I don't see Jonathan Gresham losing this often, like just signing with the company within you know a couple months ago. His wife is like top premier knockout. You know what I mean? Like I, you would think, and the whole thing with Tony Khan, you would think he would be in a better position or just booked really strong from the get. Uh, but on the other hand, I do understand because she's going over now that, you know, I, I remember that we are going to the multiverse and he will be challenging Josh Alexander. So it's like, you know, it doesn't really hurt Jonathan Gresham losing the way he did because it was like a very good story told in terms of how he lost and, and, you know, leading up to why he lost. So I can't really be mad, but hopefully he starts to get regain momentum where it's just he's just another guy that's putting other people over. I, and I agree with you completely. And I'm, I, I sit here and I watch his trajectory and I'm like, it's new. So like he can, he can lose, he can eat some pins and that's fine. I'm just, I'm wondering like, at what point does Gresham really start having a story and impact instead of just being dude, who's really good at wrestling and was upset with his former employer. And now this is the place where he wants to be the honorable wrestler. Either he's going to turn because he can't be honorable anymore, or he's going to stay the way he is, and eventually the crowd's going to get behind him. It's just a really weird situation that they're in because I don't think they know what they want out of Jonathan Gresham just yet. I might have to give it some time. Um, he needs a feud. He needs an important feud with somebody like like a, like a cornerstone guy of in, impact, uh, just to see where it goes, just to see. If you know the crowd is going to get behind him rather than the cornerstone impact guy, or or if they need to change his character up a little bit, he needs something. He needs a fast though because he's a premier talent. He shouldn't be wasted. You know, just put on the side. Agreed. And we'll see what they do with him. It's just it's a it's a slow build, and I'm waiting for them to do something with it. I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, someone who's actually been in a slow build as well is Killer Kelly, and so she comes out. And she's like, I'm not happy with Taylor Wilde's games, the tarot cards, the magic tricks. She's like, I have an idea. How about we have a, another game in mind that we can play? And then out comes Taylor, and she's like, I'm here to play games. The spirit sends messages through the cards, and the cards say this isn't about Killer Kelly. This is about the future. This is about what's meant to be. So she says, pick a card, and she pulls out a giant oversized novelty tarot deck. I've never had my, my anything, you know, never had tarot cards pulled out in front of me. Those felt like really big cards, Chris. Have you ever had a, a tarot deck waved in your face? No, but I don't imagine the cards are that big. Pretty big, oversized novelty cards. It's like cards for like older people who can't read what <laughs> to the old witches who are like, ah, that is. What does that say? Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's the future card. Oh, their right? potions are written in Latin. Yes. Those type of witches. <laughs> Those oversized, like, super books that have massive text. That's what that is. Anyway, Kelly's like, my destiny doesn't come from cards. I make my own. I take my destiny by the throat, and I choke the life out of it. Suddenly, kinky killer Kelly's back. And then Wild's like, well, I'll choose the card for you. And she chooses the tower. And she says that brings massive change, upheaval, destruction, and chaos. And then from the background comes Kyle and King, who then wallops Killer Kelly with a chair, hits her with the DVD, and suddenly the Covenor here. That's what they're going to call them moving forward. I called them King Wild, but 
sure, whatever. The Coven, <laughs> which is woo. Anyway, I'm really excited to see Colin King get a spot here in Impact Wrestling. Uh, let's go backstage. We'll talk about the Death Dolls appearing to console Kelly and says witches can't be trusted. Rosemary says the Death Dolls would have given you insight to that if you had just called us. Kelly's got a one-track mind, single-minded killer. She's an expert, but there's an entire realm that she's failing to grasp. And that's, of course, the dark realm and the witches and yada, yada, yada. So witches can't be trusted. And Rosemary says she knows exactly where to find them if you need them. And Kelly's like, actually, I don't. And that's a good, I, I don't know where to find any of the death dolls. It's not like Joe Hendry, where if I do this, he appears. <laughs> I don't know where to summon the death dolls. So they're like, just a knock at death's door, which by the way, not any better. I would just be like, you got to give me directions, GPS coordinates, something. Anyway. I text you when I'm outside. Just let me tell you when I'm outside. Yeah, exactly. And then Kelly's not afraid. It's some two-on-one situations. And I'm like, once again, kinky killer Kelly's back. And then the coven walk in. They confront the death dolls. And uh, Taylor Wilde's like, are you jealous that this human can tap into black magic? And then you've got Jessica on the back. This is the best. Where she's like, oh, magic. I love magic. I love magic and horoscopes. And Ty's just like, shut up, shut up. You don't, not this magic. And it's I love Jessica's character. Uh, Rosemary's like, let's make a wager. They wager the, t- the knockouts tag titles versus the coven's witchery. And then they walk out saying, witches get stitches. That's cute. I like that. Stupid <laughs> nuts, Chris G. Did this do this for you? Because I'll tell you it did it for me. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. I'm not a fan of the coven, though, of the name. It just feels like a, like a cheap knockoff of Decay. Like, just like, they're dark. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. It just feels too cheesy to me. But maybe, maybe it'll grow on. There's, there's a part of Impact that, you know, people don't really enjoy. They always bring up the undead realm. And they're like, oh, it's too hokey. It's too this. It's too that. To me, that's like the most fun part of Impact. Because there's yeah. great matches and there are great wrestlers and there are great like moments in comedy, but like this is so out there that it's allowed to be as camp and stupid as you want it to be. So so again, here's a super chat from Dobby the Brain Hina. The witchy tarot card stuff isn't for me, but I love the new addition to the KO tag division. Hope Kylan King is sticking around long term. She's a great talent. And I agree with all that. Sometimes yeah. if you want to get through the door, you got to do a little bit of silliness. Doesn't mean it's going to be around forever, but the Dark Realm stuff is just good fun to me i love it i mean i've had fun with uh with sue young murdering people <laughs> back in the day uh so i just I, I like it every time they bring it up that's what makes impact different right you know you want you want different sometimes it's, it's a variety show and, and, and the supernatural gets me so I, i'm here for it and impact is the only place where when you're killed you're dead that's it. Your character <laughs> no longer comes back unless you're Taya, but you actually went to jail. But when they kill you, you're done. And that's, I respect that. Unless your name is PCO. He doesn't die. No. Edward Edwards in the desert with PCO. Let's talk about it. PCO comes up behind Edward Edwards. Edwards senses it. He ducks. They use a tire iron and a shovel. They fight around in the desert. They roll around. And then in the most like wrestling thing ever, Chris, PCO takes down Edward Edwards with a scorpion death drop. <laughs> and that's, that's what knocks out Eddie Edwards. Let's just say he hit a rock on the way down. Sure. Whatever. <sighs> anyway, drags Edwards to a ditch. Does PCO. He's about to hit him with a shovel. 
And then they hit that mother with the car. Who did it? Do you think it was? Uh, who do you think it was? I, I have a feeling we both know. My uh, my good brother that does the watch along on Thursdays with me says it was Alicia Edwards. Uh, that's his suspect. I don't know. I don't know. It's so cut and clear as Alicia. Maybe maybe he got somebody riding for him on the low. We don't know. I'm not gonna put my eggs in one basket. I'm gonna keep my options open. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until we until we see some clues. Maybe we get some clues in the next couple weeks. That's fair. Occam's razor, though. I really think it's Alicia. She's been like, it's it's a family thing. This is love. This is love. This is what you do for your partner when a crazed undead killer is going after you in the desert. You hit him with a car. That's love. We all Full speed. Yeah. SUV. <laughs> they hurt my man PCO. He was hurt. Yeah, like like Providence is saying, no one else likes Eddie. That is true. Man keeps getting signed to renewed deals at Impact Wrestling, but nobody likes him except for his wife. And even then, she didn't like him for a while. I was watching. <laughs> no, she... Yeah, does not. I said for a while. When they were doing the uh, the the honor no more thing, and Lish wasn't a part of it, I was like, "What's what's a dinner like there? Like, what's dinner like at the Edwards house? You got crazy old Eddie trying to talk to Lish, and Lish is just like, "Oh my god, Eddie, don't do this!" And she's got like a thick Boston accent. She's like, "Eddie, I don't want to have this conversation again." And it's just I awkward. Could, I could see Eddie like yelling at his mashed potatoes, like these potatoes weren't made with any honor. This is why I don't eat here anymore. <laughs> Just go off on, on dinner. Just treats his house, treats his wife like a diner. Oh, these eggs are cold. I hate it. <laughs> Next plate dinner. against the wall. <laughs> Eddie, we have a kid. Yeah, that's nice for you. So, okay, we're yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on the show, Gresham and Speedball take on Decay. Macklin is going to take on Heath. The Knockouts tag titles are on the line. Death Dolls versus the Coven. And then Bullet Club, that's a team of Ace of Bays and Kenta uh, versus Alexander Swan and Kazarian. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun show. The main event, it's time for that gimmick. It's time for the Knockouts World Championship. Mickey James versus Giselle Shaw. This was a really good match. There's a lot of storytelling in the match. A lot of really good moments to get us to the end of it. Deanna Peraza's on commentary, plays a big role in the finish. Uh, before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of this, did you have any inkling that maybe Mickey would drop the title to Giselle tonight? Or were you just kind of like, okay, I know what, where this is going, but like, let's see how it plays out. How did you feel going into this match? No, I 100% thought Mickey James was going to retain the title. But I have been seeing the noticeable improvement in Giselle Shaw in the last six, eight months or so. So I just wanted to see if there was any improvement, if she could hold her own for. We know if you watch Impact enough, you know how these matches get timed. And the fact that they were getting the main event, they were getting close to 20 minutes, it's like, let's see if Giselle could hold her own in this main event type setting. And I think she did great. Giselle told me in an interview uh, that we did a few months back that now that she has the opportunity to be a full-time wrestler and that it's the only job she has to worry about, she's putting in the serious focus, putting in the serious time, and it shows. Like you said, she has improved immensely. 
when Cresta and I started doing these shows, I think it was May of last year, we weren't very high on Giselle Shaw. It, mm-hmm. but she had a whole thing going on with Alicia Edwards, and it just mm-hmm. wasn't very good. The acting was awful. Something's changed. There was a, a switch that flipped, and she's gotten so much better. She knows her character. She knows who she is. She's getting better in the ring. She's got the right trainers with her. She's talked to me about that as well. Uh, and mm-hmm. something's going on here that I really, really appreciate. The match itself was really good, like we talked about. Let's just I'll fast forward to the end, and then we can talk about anything else that uh, strikes our fancy. We have a couple of Mick kicks going on, and then Shaw – sorry, Mick, Mick misses – Mickey misses the mid kick <laughs> all over the place. And then Shaw hits the super kick, misses the denouement, the knee, and then Mickey goes for the McDT. Jay Vidal tries to interfere, but Deanna Perrazzo steps out of commentary and drops him. Savannah Edwards tries the same thing. And then Shaw rolls up Mickey until Deanna reverses the pin. Mickey James retains and keeps her knockouts world championship. So that's the end of the match. There were little things in there that were really good. Is there anything you want to spotlight in this match? Um, or even just talk about in the general sense of this this main event. No, I like it. I thought it was a good match, solid main event. Uh, the Diana interaction at the end was something I didn't think I was going to see. I thought uh, she might have, you know, interacted with either Mickey or Giselle after the match, but her, you know, helping out was a nice little touch. Um, it kind of, it kind, it's kind of weird seeing Diana as like an actual baby face because it's like it's a total baby face move. It's like holy shit, <laughs> Diana's a baby face. Uh, but noticeable improvement in Giselle. I thought she held her own. Um, she still looks strong. She doesn't really lose anything losing this match. So hopefully, uh, she keeps up that aggression, keeps improving the way she has been. Um, and yeah, she's she'll, sky's the limit, right? What gimmick match do you give to Diana and Giselle Shaw? Because they're going to match up. It's going to happen. But what's the match? Because it won't be just a straight one-on-one, and you got to get rid of Jay Vidal and uh, and Savannah Evans. So what would you do? I'd put him in a cage match. Oh yeah, I, I mean I'm yeah. down. I'd, I'm, I'd put him in a cage match. Why not? What was the last women's cage match we had in Impact Wrestling? You know, Ooh, someone's gonna have to tell me that one. I can't even think off the top. Of my see, head. yeah, why not? Book it. Put him in a cage match. That'd be nice. Mickey and Jordan Grace have a have a date at Sacrifice. Looking forward to seeing how that plays out. But uh, both women look strong tonight. Everyone, listen, all the women look strong tonight. Even Giselle Shaw and Loss still looked really good. Um, there was one spot I just kind of called out. Giselle Shaw is clearly choking Mickey at one point, and the referee is just sitting there watching it as if it's a submission attempt until Mickey gets the ropes. I found that was weird. But otherwise, there was really good stuff. Mickey sells the collarbone really well from the, the, shop, the chops from Giselle. It's those little things that I really like. Um, and, of course, she takes out Jay Vidal and Savannah Evans in the middle of the match, goes to the top rope, and then Shaw takes her out afterwards. There's some really, really good stuff in this match. Good main event, solid match. Uh, a solid episode of Impact with a lot of talking. So we're getting a little bit closer to Sacrifice. We're getting a little bit closer to Multiverse of Matches. Um, it's just really weird that they're doing that a week apart, and it makes the build really awkward. So how are you feeling coming out of this show? Was it one of the better episodes you watched or not so much? Uh, it felt like a standard episode of Impact Wrestling, which is not a bad thing because like a standard Impact Wrestling episode is always solid action. Uh, the right amount of storytelling um, outside of the ring and just enough shenanigans to have me chuckle. So it's like it really did serve its purpose. 
in all those ways. I don't think it was an extra special episode, but I don't think it was a bad or a, or a you know a graded episode by any means. I thought it was it was a solid impact episode. Exactly. Dobby the Brain Heenan gets us off tonight. That sounds really wrong, but I'm gonna just stick with it. Tiana <laughs> needs a backup. A returning Tasha steals. I think that would work really well. You can do. Diana and Tasha versus Giselle and Savannah Evans. Why wouldn't you do that? I'm, I'm down with that. What do you think? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, we were actually wondering what was going on with Tasha Steele because it feels like we haven't seen her in a few weeks. So if he's been, uh, if she's been a little injured, hopefully she's healed up and uh, that'd be a nice little tag team match. Yeah, she's, she's someone that can absolutely bring a little bit more fire to the knockouts division and, and potentially even the knockouts tag division. Have Diana and Tasha maybe team up and become an odd couple tag team that goes farther. I'm down with that. Let's do it. Anyway, that's I know it's going right now. Might as well. <laughs> and that's the thing. They have such a stacked roster of knockouts that everyone's kind of jockeying for position with no idea where they stand. But that tag division, that's the one that I'm really looking at because they needed to be rebuilt. They brought in the hex for guest appearance. They went in and out. That's it. So, mm-hmm. We'll see where they go from here. That's Impact for March the 9th. Chris, thank you for uh, helping me out on such short notice. Cresta, we hope, is going to be back next week. Till then, Chris, go ahead, plug your stuff. Tell them where they can find you and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at True Heel Chris G. You can find me on True Heel Heat Wrestling YouTube channel every Tuesday, NX3. We do the NXT watch along me, my man Romeo, and my brother skinny Kravitz. also every thursday on the twitch twitch.tv forward slash true hill heat gaming we do blunt impact that's the impact watch along uh you could join us there on twitch i also do twitch friday night gaming i'm playing hogwarts legacy right now come watch my character christus rolling puff we uh we get funky in hogwarts baby you want to come join that also on fridays true hill heat sports that's another YouTube channel. Me and SB3, we do True Hill Heat Check every other Friday. NBA Talk, we got an episode coming out tomorrow live, 12.05, 12.10 p.m. Be on the lookout for that. And I would be remiss if SB3 didn't have me plug True Hill Heat, 2.16 on Saturday at 11.05 a.m. with special guest Scott E. Wrestling. And then the interview tomorrow dropping on the True Hill Heat Wrestling channel with My Easy and SP3. Guys, check out True Heel Heat. I cannot put them over enough. Not only a great group of people over there, but also the content speaks for itself. There's so much going on. Chris just told you, go check them out. Check him out. Go do it. Nat Wally, do it when we're done here, okay? Let's let's get out of here. I'm Actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Uh, I'm on Fightful Overbooked. Go to youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. There's tons of content there too, but uh, you know, go, go subscribe to all these channels. Why not? And tap the bell, get your notifications. Maybe leave a thumbs up while you're here on this video, okay? Ringling the dingling and all the stuff, okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.